Hello, my precious and delicate rose petals. My name is Jessie, and welcome to my podcast, Tea with the Gods. It's April! You know what that means. It's Aphrodite April! What's Aphrodite April, you ask? It's only one of the best months in the entire year. April is a sacred month to Aphrodite, so it's the time of the year where we honor Aphrodite and everything she represents. And that's why I'm here bringing you an Aphrodite-themed episode. Today, I'm going to discuss my relationship with the goddess of love, how it came to be, and what impact it's had on my life. So, my darlings, make sure your cup of tea is filled because I'm about to get personal. Before I jump into the story, I think it's important if I give you a bit of background so you can fully understand how momentous it was for me to have ended up with Aphrodite. So, I've been a lover of ancient Greece in general my entire life. But specifically, the Greek gods really captured my heart. Something about them just pulled me in and I devoured everything that had to do with them, whether it was fiction or nonfiction, entertainment or educational. I didn't care. I just wanted to learn all I could and have them in my life as much as a modern girl could. Looking back on myself now as a Hellenic polytheist, I was definitely wanting the gods to be my religion. Like I know if I would have realized that the Hellenic religion was still alive and practiced in the modern world, my preteen ass would have built an altar and began praying so fast that even Hermes would have been like, whoa, slow down speed racer. The funny thing, though, was I was even behaving a bit like a worshipper even back then. I found myself calling to them half-joking, but also kind of not. I'd praise Athena for getting good grades and whine to Persephone when it was too cold out. Something I still do. (laughs) I was also fiercely protective of them. Even as a fan of the Percy Jackson books, you would find me bitching and ranting about a lot of the portrayals which has been and still is me with almost all media representations of them. Like, for as much as I love Disney's Hercules, no one can watch it with me because I'm like, by the way, none of this is accurate, and I'm going to list them all as they pop up. Though, granted, I'm also a fan of history in general, so I can't blame that part of me just on my love for the gods. Now, the god I had the closest connection to was, no surprise, Apollo. I admit it, I'm a basic bitch. I own a pair of Uggs. I love pumpkin spice lattes. And yeah, my favorite geek god as a kid was Apollo. What can I say? I was an artsy kid who loved being creative and identified strongly with the music I listened to. And I also really loved pretty boys. I grew up during the age of the boy bands. You can't fault me for it. And I was a teenage girl. And we all know what teenage girls love the most. Boys who love other boys. Yeah, I was one of those. I even wrote stories about Apollo and Hyacinthus. Yeah, I wrote fan fiction about the gods. Get on my level. So by now you're probably like, Jess, what the hell? We came here to hear about Aphrodite, not your depravity. Well, first off, I did warn you we were going to get personal, so that's on you. And secondly, you're actually right, we should get to the real story. Everything began after I got out of a seven-year-long abusive relationship. 
By that time, I had also dealt with my parents' very volatile divorce and its bitter aftermath, and the death of both of my grandfathers. So needless to say, I was in a very dark period of my life and really looking for some, any, light. I had decided to try and reconnect with who Jessica was because my previous relationship had really stripped me of my own identity, something that's fairly common in abusive relationships. You lose sight of who you are because you are so focused on your partner and the relationship. Your identity is the relationship. So once it was over, I wasn't really sure who I was or what I should be doing. Thankfully, one of my friends at the time was getting into witchcraft, which reminded me of my younger self who had dabbled a bit in Wicca. I enjoyed the idea of it, but the structure of Wicca was a little, well, too structured for my taste. We all know Jessie likes to make her own rules when it comes to her craft and devotion. So I had to let the interest in witchcraft die at the time because I was under the impression that there was no other type of witchcraft. So when my friend helped me rekindle that interest, I discovered the truth about witchcraft and how Wicca is only one way to go about doing it. I created my own Tumblr and began scrolling through the Witchblur community just soaking in all the information I could and down the rabbit hole I fell. I don't know if many of you know, but I live on Long Island. If you don't know Long Island, it's the cute little fish-shaped island next to Manhattan. And it's where all the rich people go during the summer when they say they're going to the Hamptons. It's also where the Amityville house is, which as a horror fan is what I'm definitely the most proud of. Okay, but none of that is really relevant to the story. My point in mentioning where I'm from is to showcase my love of the water. I grew up on a kind of island that is filled with beaches. Seriously, when you say, let's go to the beach, the response you're likely to get is, which one? Because it's ridiculous the amount of beaches this tiny island has. I've lived here for 30 years and still finding new beaches. Long Islanders, for the most part, have a very strong relationship with water. Add on the fact that I'm a cancer sun with a birth chart ruled by the water element, it's no wonder I turned straight to sea witchcraft. And now we are finally entering the part of the story where Aphrodite comes in. Yay! I was a sea witch looking for a sea deity to possibly worship, because that just felt right to me. Worshiping a deity just felt like something I should be doing. Echoes of my past self, maybe. Of course, my first thought was Poseidon, given my love for the Greek pantheon. But something in me was like, no, a goddess. Okay, what about Amphitrite? But again, something in me was like, no, try again. So I just started researching sea and ocean goddesses throughout various cultures. And that's when it happened. I remember it perfectly. I was looking through the list of sea deities in the book Sea Magic by Sandra Kynes, great book by the way, and saw Aphrodite listed among them. I stopped and stared at it for a moment, puzzled and surprised to see her name. I never knew Aphrodite was a sea goddess, but then I recalled her born from sea foam myth and thought, oh, well that makes sense. I proceeded to try and look at the rest of the list, but there was a nagging in my head that just kept telling me to go back to Aphrodite. Look into her, check her out, She's a Greek goddess of the sea, isn't that what you wanted? But I fought the urge and continued to fight it, even days and weeks later. 
but I could not get the thought of Aphrodite out of my head. And this is why I wanted to give you the backstory of me. So you can understand how incredible it is for me to have this reaction to simply seeing Aphrodite's name show up in a list of sea deities. If it was Apollo, me having consistent thoughts wouldn't be a shocker because there's history there. But Aphrodite, there was zero. To be honest, I didn't even like Aphrodite. I saw her as being mean, selfish, vain, rude, bitchy, arrogant, just a full embodiment of all the qualities and the type of people I hated. I mean, how freaking hilarious is that though? I'm mostly known for the work I do in Aphrodite's name and for being her devotee, and yet I used to hate her. And now you can understand the significance of me having those consistent thoughts. They virtually came out of nowhere, since like I said, I had no interest in in Aphrodite whatsoever. Of course, now I know it was Aphrodite being all Adele like, Hello, it's me. But back then, I was a stubborn little shit with insecurity issues who refused to believe any god would be trying to reach them, let alone the goddess of beauty. So it was a lot of that for a while, because I had convinced myself that humoring the thoughts would be me saying that I thought I was attractive enough to be worthy of Aphrodite. Which for me at the time would be pure delusion. But just as stubborn as I was, the nagging was too. And as we all know now, the nagging won. I finally looked into Aphrodite, and just as I remembered the moment I first saw her name in the Sea Magic book, I remember the moment when everything finally clicked. I was in bed, scrolling through Tumblr on my phone, and saw a post talking about how Aphrodite, being the goddess of love, also meant she was the goddess of self-love. The second those words touched my eyes and shot through my brain, it was like fireworks went off. I accepted she was trying to contact me, I understood why, I let her in, I acknowledged that what I knew about her wasn't the whole story. All of this instantaneously. I'm not even joking. One moment, one sentence, and I did a complete 180. I think because deep down, I knew it all already. But I needed something to convince myself to finally walk through the door. A lot happened very quickly after that. I was super stoked to begin worship, so I just kind of hurled myself into it like a whale belly flopping into the ocean. I did my introduction, I began regular worship, and real quickly after that I became a devotee. I don't recommend people sprint like I did, but you know, you also gotta do with what feels right, and it all felt right to me. With Aphrodite was where I belonged. And I was, and still am, very happy with her. It's really hard for me to convey to others the kind of impact Aphrodite has had on my life. You all know Jesse after Aphrodite, so I think it's hard to picture me before. It's even hard for me sometimes. What ultimately began my relationship with Aphrodite was self-love. That was something I was sadly lacking in my life, especially after everything I had been through. I used to have breakdowns in dressing rooms, fall apart looking into mirrors, called myself every insult and negative adjective in the dictionary, and even used to harm myself. But thanks to Aphrodite's guidance, encouragement, and her love, 
I'm a much more self-loving person. I love my body. I show it off more. I try new styles of clothes, and if things don't fit me, I don't break down over it. I accept my imperfections and see them as part of what makes me uniquely me. And I just take better care of myself in all avenues of life. You know, not just the body image part, but also with my relationship with others. Setting up boundaries and knowing my own self-worth. Respecting and valuing my own feelings. Making my needs a priority. Trusting myself. Getting help when I need it. There's so much that falls under the umbrella of self-love and Aphrodite has helped me with all of it. I'm an overall happier and more positive person because of her. I mean, she's also the reason I'm sitting here talking to you right now. Why I have my blog over on Tumblr, where I'm at service to the community doing what I personally believe is Aphrodite's work. Maybe that's presumptuous to say, but I believe she gave me the platform to help others connect with her and to the other gods so they can have the same experiences that I have. That's why I do this podcast and why I do all the work on my Tumblr and Instagram. It's to help people. I know what it's like to be in a dark, self-hating place. That may not be where I am anymore, but I haven't forgotten what it felt like and how horrific it was. I don't want anyone to be there, and if they are there, I want to help them get out. Through Aphrodite, I'm able to do that, and in turn, I also get to interact and connect with the community, which has been such a blessing. I've always been a loner. Even kids at school used to refer to me as such. So it's been pretty remarkable to be legitimately part of an entire community, especially with something as personal as faith and spirituality. I know a lot of people talk about the good I've done for the community, but I've received just as much, probably more, back. I've learned so much. I've made wonderful friendships. I've received great comfort and compassion. I've been inspired and encouraged and complimented consistently. I mean, you guys are fantastic for the ego, that's for sure. (laughs) I think for some people it may not be a big deal, but for a loner like me who has trust issues and reservations about people in general, it's been pretty extraordinary for me to have this opportunity to be involved in such a wonderful gathering of people. And it's all because of Aphrodite. When I say Aphrodite has changed my life, I'm not exaggerating. It's the real deal. When I started my relationship with her, I never imagined I'd ever be in the place I'm in now. But here I am, and I owe it all to Aphrodite. And I plan on spending the rest of my life showing her how completely grateful I am for all she's done for me. All right, turtle doves, I think we're going to end it there, even though I could go on for hours about everything Aphrodite has given me. But I'll save that for the book. I hope I was able to convey even a little bit how much this goddess means to me and how much she has given me. It's really hard to put into words, but I tried. I also really wanted to showcase a bit to some of you the kind of goddess Aphrodite is and what she can and does do for her followers. Also, you get to know me a little bit better. Maybe more than you needed or wanted, but you got it anyway, so you're welcome. Next episode, we're going to break down the misconceptions of Aphrodite because it has to be done. The misconceptions are the biggest barrier keeping people from interacting with Aphrodite. As you just heard, it happened to me as well. So it's a very personal and important topic for me. So I hope you all look forward to that. As always, please tell me what you thought of the episode and Aphrodite in general by either leaving a comment or following on my social medias 
I'm the Pastel Priestess on Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube, and Tea with the Gods on Twitter. Specifically on Tumblr, we're doing a lot of celebration for Aphrodite April, so you can come join in or check it out if you want to know more about Aphrodite. I also have a lot of resources over there specifically for Aphrodite and how to go about, about worshipping her. And don't be afraid to ask a question or say hi. I just shared some personal shit over tea. We're friends now, so no need to be shy. Alright, my loves. Until next time, may the gods be forever by your side. Love you. Bye.